Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Win Life Podcast here with Awilda Rivera. I'm super excited for today's edition of Inside the Winner Circle because I have Elizabeth Rowan with me here. She is an overall spiritual badass yoga teacher, <laughs> compassionate and intentional activist, um, mentor, person who is bringing information to those of you looking to deepen your own personal rituals. Man, I could just go on for like 10 more minutes about all the cool <laughs> things that she does. Um, and beyond that, it's just all wrapped in this amazing package. You know, when you walk past Elizabeth on the street or if you happen to see her on her Instagram, there's just these piercing blue eyes in this petite frame that you just feel so much power coming from, even through the screen of your phone. So I'm super excited to have all of that here today for you guys. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Don't let me hold you back. (laughs) That's like a fantastic Monday morning kickoff. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, nine years in the yoga game, Mm. you know, six years taking people internationally on over, you know, you know, five covers with I'm sure more coming. (laughs) Talk to us a little bit about the beginnings of your, you know, your story. Mm, Okay. Um, It feels like a lifetime ago. And it's kind of wild because at the time when I first really delved into yoga, and then not long thereafter took an initial training, um, I was working in a corporate gig living in Hong Kong. And I still remember clear as day the vision board that I had been slowly but surely bringing to life. And I remember the you know, painstakingly cut out from yoga journal pictures of teacher and student and all of these things. And clearly it worked because here we are now. Um, I still remember every image on that board. So that it feels incredible to kind of look back and see how far I've come. Um, But in a nutshell, I was in my 20s working my ass off and quickly realizing that I had lost a part of myself in the process and was really accelerating on the checking off life to do's. And I'm doing air quotes over here, (laughs) but like checking off the supposed to list and none of it felt better with time. So it was like this ego rush consistently, but that was it. And as I imagine you and probably many a listener can relate that doesn't last for long and it doesn't get as far. So I found an incredible family of teachers actually in Hong Kong at the time, a small little group teaching from Chennai, India, and basically went all in with them, kept my day job as long as I could, um, did training after training after training and was practicing morning and night and you know, really letting that slowly but surely gain an increasing um, presence in my life. And, you know, yoga does its work and is completely magic and completely worked me over um, in an incredible way. And that was, yeah, nearly a decade ago now, hard to believe, but I have had a couple different kind of career iterations and it continues to evolve. Um but I 
truly believe slam dunk. I've found what I'm supposed to be doing and offering and birthing into the world. Yeah. I literally have goosebumps (laughs) over here. Uh, I love you. (laughs) I'm being honest. See, the thing, audience, I hope that you're listening. The thing that I love about Elizabeth that she's already touched on was one, manifesting what you want. So you guys who listen to my show know that I'm always talking (laughs) about how these different guests have come to a moment where they decided to redefine success on their own terms and then put everything behind going to get that. Mm -hmm. Two things Elizabeth has already mentioned that I want to make sure you guys are paying attention to is vision boards. You are now, I think, the second or third guest who has been like vision board, vision board, vision board. (laughs) And what I love about it is that just like in yoga with the idea of like puja, it's an external point of focus, right? Mm -hmm. So for Mm -hmm. those of you who struggle with like, oh, I don't know if I can really like visualize my life or I don't even know what manifestation is or what is, you know, I don't, I, I can't see that far. You don't Mm. have to. You can create a vision board that gives you an external point of focus that reminds you simply by looking at it what it is that you're trying to accomplish and what it is that you really want. One of the other things that Elizabeth touched on was she was in Hong Kong, you know, getting after it, doing her (laughs) thing, and realized that as she checked off these different, like, oh, yeah, should be doing this, should be doing that, it didn't get better with time. And so many of you listeners have this thing within you that is like calling to you. That's like, hey, I don't know if we should be doing this. Or, hey, Mm. I also want to supplement this with this, you know, because not everyone listening is maybe going to quit their job. But (laughs) everyone listening has something that they may be denying themselves. And Elizabeth is a great example how she just talked about, listen, I didn't quit my job straight off, but I dove in. Mm. And I let the yoga work on me, right? She mm-hmm. let the pursuit of her passion change her and transform her willingly so that she could get where she wanted to go. This brings me to the next thing, Elizabeth, that I really want to talk to you about. Yeah. Because you're one of the people, one of the few people, I think, who really openly talks about the alchemy mm. of yoga, really. Mm-hmm. And, and for those of you listening who are like, what is that? I didn't read Paul Coelho or whatever. (laughs) It's really the idea that you can change something sort of with magic, but with the science of magic, not just with wishful thinking, right? Yeah, 100%. It's wild. And that word has kind of taken off and almost been co-opted. And it's like really trendy. And there's, you know, there's lots out there on the interwebs about it. Um, but yeah, my intention around it first was experiential and in terms of like a branding and weaving that into my one-on-one work and teaching and mentorship, um, it really comes down to, um, metaphysical and energetic transformation. So it can risk sounding again with the air quotes, woo, and mm-hmm. I, I actually kind of hate that expression because I feel like it cheapens and undermines metaphysics, which is simply everything we can't see. Um, right. But alchemy in terms of like a physical yoga practice, in terms of a meditation practice, it's all what's happening inside this physical container that we have as our body. Um, 
when it's, it's essentially what's happening when we all leave a yoga class or a meditation or whatever experience and we feel a shift and it's very difficult to articulate what's happened and even more so why, but it's that yoga is working and that's the alchemy that we are looking for when we show up for a practice. So rarely does anybody stroll into yoga with, life in total order, everything, you know, <laughs> managed, good mood, life is good, right? Like if that's the situation, that's awesome and enviable. Um, but in my experience, rarely is that kind of leading us toward a spiritual path or pursuit of what's bigger. Um, so in doing so, when we start to create for ourselves a shift, it sends a message also to our system that we are in fact that powerful, that we ourselves can create that change internally that will then with time will start to, again, back to manifesting, manifest itself externally in the world so that we're creating the transformation that perhaps we've been longing for, like on this really deep, profound level, lifelong, but could never really put a finger on what was amiss. Mm. So much right there to unpack. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, because I think, you know, my work here on the show is just to, to kind of bring it back for the audience and to let them know, listen, you know, even if you're like anti-yoga, right? Mm-hmm, and you're like mm-hmm. checking out immediately <laughs> because she's talking about going to yoga class and I had that bad experience in that mm-hmm. one Bikram class, you know? Oh, God. Um, and what, what really Elizabeth is talking about is making a choice to intentionally create a space for yourself to move into a new direction. So whether that's by going to a yoga class, right, and seeking that out through that physical practice, or it's through going to a meditation center or going to the park or going, Mm -hmm. you know, and journaling or, you know, speaking to a mentor, whatever that action is, that allows you to step into a place of reflection and step into a place of being present so that you can get really clear on what it is that you want. Because something that yoga does do, you know, that it's, there are other things one can do to achieve it, but yoga is just so good at it, (laughs) Um, is really allowing someone to come in without any expectation Mm. um, onto their mat and leave with some revelation. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I love to say often in class and before class when people are kind of showing up often with a disclaimer, um, like I can't whatever, I'm not here for whatever, you know, kind of this like asterisk on our being. Um, And I love to kind of remind myself and all of y'all that as far as I know, nobody's gotten enlightened, like touching your toes in that moment. (laughs) So there's a lot of freedom there and grace that, I mean, you know, yeah, asana, the physical yoga postures are great and a wonderful tool, but it's not all there. And it doesn't need to be presented as if that's end all be all. I love that you said go to the park. Heck yeah, like go lay down on Mother Earth. That's a profound spiritual experience, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what I love, uh, and one of, one of the things that I wanted to touch on with you on the show is because, of course, there's tons of podcasts out there 
that are going to talk about just the spiritual aspect or mm. just the entrepreneurial aspect or just the yoga aspect, right? But the goal of this show is really to highlight each individual's path and how they step into that passion and purpose. And one of the things that I really want to highlight about you is the way you've been able to really bring it all together, right? So yes, a lot of people know you from your beautiful images of you doing yoga or, or sharing that, but you also are an activist. You also mm. want to bring awareness to some of the issues affecting people all over the world, you know? Yeah. And one story I recall of yours was uh, you as a very young girl sort of having this activist spirit and, and starting <laughs> these movements like in elementary uh -huh, school, uh -huh. I recall, you know, totally. and kind of being incensed by other uh -huh. people's um, sort of obliviousness to what's happening in our planet and to the animals and, and really feeling this passion. So talk a little bit about how you've been able to still stay true to that and bring that into harmony with everything else that you're doing. That's a huge topic and kind of area for me that's forever dynamic. So it's, it, that's a relationship that I have like in, like within my work and within my own spiritual practice that's always in flux. And yeah, I've had that kind of call to, to support and, use voice for other beings who can't like truly since I can remember. Um, and it's, it's an interesting thing to explore. And uh, honestly, I'm forever kind of grappling with and studying and trying to learn how to navigate that calling around privilege. Um, so like if we had this conversation tomorrow, honestly, I'm sure I would have different thoughts about it, but it's, it's really dynamic for me. And I felt, I mean, my God, we're like over two years now into the Trump presidency. And I felt a, a real push pull with staying out there and, and that need to kind of equally nurture ourselves in order to keep up the good fight and dial back a little bit in order to re-engage and you know I'm just kind of forever mulling over that push-pull um, to speak up I really feel that nonviolence and honestly the active verb equivalent of that is one of the primary philosophies of yoga um, <clears throat> so it feels remiss if if we leave that out or don't look at the bigger picture. I think yoga can easily be a tremendously successful, like self study, self healing, self improvement. Yeah. All of that. Mm -hmm. But if we get stuck in that like party of one mode, we're only <laughs> going to get so far. So mm -hmm. it's like, that's cool. And then what are we going to do with it to be in the world? Um, but I, I'm having an interesting push-pull with it at the moment. So stay tuned on that. I'm still like, <laughs> I feel really like I'm unpacking it every day just in terms yeah. of how much can we do? When is, is it enough? Is it ever enough? Is it too much? Um, you know, just there's so much surrounding that. But in a nutshell, I feel I am very passionate for sure that that's an integral part of, 
being honestly any kind of yogi or spiritual practitioner or whatever label we assign ourselves, just being, if you're awake, you know, let's, let's get together and do something with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just a couple of things I want to highlight from what you said um, for the listeners that might've just gone right over their heads. It's like, (laughs) because there's so much, you know, Mm -hmm, like even the mm -hmm. most active listener, I think is going to have to run this one back. Um, (laughs) You know, what I, what I really want to highlight is just this overall alignment. Right. Uh, So Elizabeth uh has really talked about this journey where she was, working for someone else, mm-hmm. you know, doing that, then came to her own personal moment of like, okay, I need <laughs> to change for myself. Totally. Right? And then realized through that transformation, like, oh, whoa, this is what I should be sharing with the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then created an alignment between that and her already innate, like gifts and passions. And now is, and this is a good segue, has created a, a sort of a system of using the spiritual and the ritual, mm. right, very openly, because for many years, and I think in many circles, there's still a lot of, like, secrecy and... Mm-hmm, I want to sure. say as a you know as a person of color that is from the Caribbean and is raised in in like Santeria so there's a lot of like appropriation uh-huh. and a lot of like half knowledge on it and <laughs> I'm really I'm really heartened you know by Elizabeth's approach because you know from what I know of her and what I have experienced and and even what I've sort of heard on the street um altogether is that she has really dedicated herself to a study of these things mm-hmm. and a personal practice of these things before bringing them to the public and a hundred percent yeah when it comes to like winning life at whatever it is that you do it's about how you're bringing that into your personal and then utilizing that to push yourself forward and then sharing it right it's totally it's like what one of my teachers calls the spiritual lab oh and I, I love think- that that um, in order to win life, right, it isn't just one aspect. It isn't just, oh, well, I'm great at business or I have this thing. It's a full, you know, it's the alignment of the action. It's the vision. It's the mental and emotional, right? And, and then it's the, ex- the execution and the actions. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth has really highlighted the importance of all of those things being on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you for articulating it that way. (laughs) I would be also remiss to not send a major hat tip to an equally major teacher of mine, Alana Kaivalya, who was really clear in kind of making me experience it myself before even thinking about sharing. So her big thing was consistently like, you have to learn the rules to break the rules. So get in there experience it yourself. And then maybe, maybe you're called to share. Um, and that it's interesting because that actually comes up from time to time when I'm mentoring fellow yoga teachers and healers, this kind of desire to, I just want to do fill in the blank thing, um, as a public offering or whatever. And what typically transpires is we unpack that calling or kind of spark down to, okay, but what's really going on here? What are you really seeking to share? And do you know that in every cell of your being? Because it's 
really tricky to teach something in my opinion from an inspired place um if we don't know it ourselves like otherwise we're just reading something aloud you know mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah the ritual thing yeah I'm big on that <laughs> yeah speak to that a little bit speak to that a little bit because um, I think um people hear the word ritual oh, and I just got all goose pimply and they think <laughs> just like oh naked women in the woods going around a fire and sometimes that can be it Totally. Okay. <laughs> but that's not what it necessarily looks like on yeah. a day to day. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. And I've only kind of recently made this connection, but I was raised Catholic in Catholic school and so much ritual there. All ritual all the time, right? And so in retrospect, it was very curious and intriguing to me, like the mystery surrounding it. But as you mentioned a few minutes back, it doesn't have to be so like clothed, cloaked in darkness, right? Like it, right. it doesn't need to be so, so mysterious. Yeah, it's um, not like the crucible, you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and ritual is kind of one of those words like alchemy that's gone mainstream, but nobody really knows what we're talking about. So <laughs> um, in a nutshell, ritual is, an act that we conduct and we can create it for ourselves um, that communicates transformation or shift to the unconscious. So think like a wedding, a sweet 16, um, a funeral. Those are all indicative of major, major life kind of points or end of life as it were. But what about day-to-day stuff like changing jobs, career shifts, um, divorce. We need a ritual for that. So it need not be this, like you said, kind of (laughs) crucible-like, dramatic, dark and twisty and mysterious thing. It really is a practice that we can lead ourselves through once we learn just a few moving parts that helps us kind of hold ourselves through change. Mm-hmm. Like it could be something as simple as every morning you look at your vision board and yeah. you look at make eye contact with every single picture on that board. That's totally. Or, and that's almost know. like a really cool pre-ritual, right? Because mm-hmm. the, the intention there is to prompt the unconscious to this is where we're headed. Like mm-hmm. this is a change that we're, you know, calling in. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to talk to the audience a little bit about. So now. Okay. We've talked about <laughs> how you came to be, you know, how you've developed over these last nine years and, and all this. Now, on the journey, though, right, I always like to ask the guests, I'm sure that there were moments of challenge or mm. obstacles, you know, I'm pretty sure that there were moments where you were kind of like, should I be doing this or is this <laughs> going to pay my bills? Um And maybe there were even people that you encountered in your circle or who you cared for that questioned you because, Mm. you know, 10 years ago, you know, it wasn't, you know, there was a couple of Sean Corns types out there, but it wasn't (laughs) what it is now, you know? So um, can you speak to that a little bit? Like once you decided to make this, you know, redefine success and, and align your behaviors and set out on that path, 
you know, what was it like to continue to execute through some of those challenges? Whew. I mean, I feel like that happened. That's happening in real time every day. <laughs> right. No, and, about it. <laughs> and part, so there's a degree of it that's, that's just my forever personal transformation and growth and kind of learning or realizing, you know, years after the fact family trauma and working through that so that I can be healed in order to do my best work. So there's, that's like a huge part of it, you know, <laughs> therapy. And I love therapy. Everyone go to therapy if you can. Um, and Seconded. Then the other, <laughs> right. And then the other is, yeah, the whole kind of career phenomenon. I mean, my, what I'm offering these days looks nothing like I was doing five years ago. Um, I mean, frankly, it doesn't really look like what so much I was doing two years ago. So that's its own living, breathing thing. And with that comes navigating fear around changing your own like status quo and getting yourself through what would be more comfortable just to hang back a little bit. Um, it's also experimenting with strategy. You know, there's a huge level of risk as anybody who's self-employed knows <laughs> when you like switch it up I'm gonna add something new see if this works great or forget it um but you know all of that like the career shape-shifting and just the personal forever transformation and growth and healing that we're all doing um I mean honestly that's all front and center for me every single day and that's part I mean it's all part of the spiritual practice as far as I'm concerned. Mm. So a couple things you just said I want to touch on. Number one, you know, the, the fact that this vision, right, and what you're defining for yourself is, is ever evolving, mm-hmm. right? And as long as that's coming from the inside out, it's all good. Right. The minute that we allow the outside to start influencing us, then things kind of take a turn. Yeah. The other thing that Elizabeth just highlighted that I, I think was so good was just, that we have to be aware that there can be ups and downs every single day as we move on our path, right? Like even this morning, I was telling her prior to this recording, I had to coach myself into just mental rightness, you know? Yeah. And that happens and that's okay. And totally. that's part of the journey. And I think that so many times people are like, well, if I'm choosing to do this path, then I have to do it like, excellently mm. at every moment of every day and I can never have a uh you know uh a, a, a negative thought or a, oh, Lord. a moment of self-doubt <laughs> you know and it's yeah. like no that's pretty much gonna happen you know like that's pretty much definite but it's about how you deal with that and how you negotiate that and whether you are you know having a side hustle that you're pursuing or you're pursuing your own business or you're deciding that you want to figure out what your passion is like all of that is going to create resistance mm-hmm. right and the comfort zone that we like to live in because it's all like cozy and familiar <laughs> you know is packed with things that we still need to work through like elizabeth said that comfort zone is created by intergenerational trauma mm-hmm, <laughs> past mm-hmm. experiences you know moments that we were disappointed we we're like I don't want to experience that again you know <laughs> and so that's cool if you want to just stay right there yeah totally and I feel like 
everybody in the healing space, like whether you're a quote yogi or not, a teacher or not, if you're curious, I feel like being human and like really embracing that can be our greatest asset. Like until you've, you know, been on your hands and knees, weeping, clawing the earth, whatever it looked like, we can't help anybody else who's doing that too. And this comes up a lot in both my one-on-one work and mentoring fellow teachers. Um, But our humanness and flaws and stories and traumas and all of those things are the only way that we know compassion and how to relate to one another, really, because my God, if we all had to be positive all the time, forget it. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, but so, right? and I love that about you because mm. so many people in that wellness healing space, you mm-hmm. know, I was like, oh yeah, namaste. And then you see them like <laughs> not in the yoga room and you're like, whoa, yeah. that is not what you are selling me <laughs> 12 like- to 1 on Wednesdays. But people <laughs> like yourself who show up uh, you know, and are just authentic and are like, listen, you know, I might have cried a little bit in my car before I came in here, but we're going to get through this together. You know, yeah. like whatever it is, I think that that is really how we uh, are living examples. And it's not by being, you know, by trying to emulate the Buddha's end result. No, mm. it's by like trying to find our own way to live the Buddha's journey, which is figuring it out and making mistakes and having these negative experiences that then we have to work through and figure out what the lesson is and all that type of stuff. So 100%. I, mean, I could keep you on here for like <laughs> another 30 minutes, but I won't. I'll have to have you back on another time. But what I want to do before we leave, before we conclude, because there's so much that we've talked about in terms of, you know, people creating their own vision and how they can manifest that and how alignment is important. And the work of the real thing I want to highlight is the work of the spiritual, right? The mm. spiritual practice. So you, you know, whether you're religious, you know, I'm not knocking religion. So if you're really Catholic or Muslim or Jewish, whatever that religious practice is that helps you to connect with your spirituality. Mm. And if you're atheist, maybe it's just coming back to yourself. Yeah, totally. And connecting with nature, you know, like it doesn't have to be some bigger deity or, you know, institution, as long as there's something that's bringing you back to the grounded oneness of your existence. Listen to you. (laughs) That is like a huge, you know, asset on this attempt to win life. Right. And that's something that Elizabeth has so eloquently stated in so many different ways. So one last question for you, Elizabeth, um, and then we'll set you free to go empower (laughs) the world. Um, You know, if people are listening and you've already given them a lot, right. But if they're like, man, like I've, I've been, you know, Insta stalking Elizabeth and I've now (laughs) I get to like, listen to her and I'm so inspired and so like revved up. What would be one last little nugget that you would give someone that's like, man, how do I like win life the way that you're winning it? Okay. Three things come to mind. Okay. Um, whew. So listen to yourself. Extend grace 
to yourself in being human and remember how innately powerful you are. Mm. Those are good. <laughs> so, I mean, guys, like, she's really giving you, she really just gave you, like, the cheat code. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm working to on yourself, that every day. <laughs> you know, and remember, guys, listening to yourself can, it can be noisy. You know, it can be noisy. It can be influenced. So you have to really uh, cultivate that interpersonal relationship with yourself. Like, it's very corny. People say, oh, you got to date yourself to really know yourself. Mm -hmm. But I believe in that. And it doesn't have to be like taking yourself out for a steak. (laughs) But it could be just (laughs) sitting with yourself, you know, in the park and just being like, what am I feeling right now? Mm -hmm. What is, what am I what is being here bringing up for me? Whatever that looks like. You know, therapy is a great place to learn how to listen to yourself if you don't know. You know, another great, uh, a great book is um, A Small Still Voice by Echo Bodine. Great book to learn how to listen to yourself if you're just not sure, if maybe you've been disconnected with your intuition. The next thing that she said, grace in your own humanity. I mean, so, I mean. Every day, every day of practice. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like remembering you're human, like you're, you're, you're a knucklehead. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to say stupid things. You're going to put your foot in your mouth. It's okay. You know, as long as you remember, Hey, I can learn from this. I can change my behavior. You know, that's so powerful. The grace in your own humanity. That is so powerful. Mm. And then the last thing that she said is remember your power. Like anything you want, you can have. Anything that you want to manifest, you can. You just have to get really intentional and really focused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Elizabeth, if they, for some reason, which I, I wouldn't even be able to believe at this point, but if somehow they don't know how to connect with you or they've not <laughs> seen your Instagram, how can they reach out to you? What's your website? You know, how yeah. can they connect? Yeah, y'all can find me on thealchemyofyoga.com on Instagram at Elizabeth Rowan Yoga. And either of those two is probably a best starting point. I'm on Facebook, but that's not my jam. Mm-hmm. So thealchemyofyoga.com at Elizabeth Rowan Yoga on Insta. And yeah, if we're not yet connected, I would love to do so in the virtual sphere and then maybe in real life. Yeah. And I mean, if you guys are in Atlanta ever, she teaches here. And uh, don't you have some trips coming up? Plug your trips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got them. Well, actually, for 2019, stay tuned. I'm fine-tuning something. It's interesting. It's actually going to be the first domestic retreat that I'll have done that I'm really into and a lot more in the kind of circle ritual vibe than yoga party trick stuff. Cool. Cool. So. Stay tuned, you guys. Well, (laughs) man, Elizabeth, thank you so much for taking your time this morning and being a guest on the show and sharing your journey and your words of wisdom and inspiration with the listeners. You guys, you know, if you missed anything, remember, you can always run it back. If you want to connect, you can always reach out to me at www.awilderivera.com. And until next time, you guys get out there and win life.